What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita. Today is October 22nd, 2019. This is the second podcast episode of the day that I've recorded. What a day. My goodness. Uh, was out of town over the weekend up in Holland, Michigan. Enjoyed myself up there. Very cool place in the fall. Great scenery, great trees. Uh, if you haven't been to Michigan in the fall, highly recommend it. Great place, just like Wisconsin. Today, as the second part of this <laughs> second episode of the day recording, I'm going to be talking with Chase Beebe, who was with me a couple months ago when we previewed the AFC East on Jack and Jordan's NFL preview show. And he's looking like a very smart man. We will get to that in a little bit. Uh, if you're interested in the podcast episode that I just recorded, I had a former Survivor contestant on with me. Her name is Leslie Nice. She was on Survivor China. And it was a good good interview, great show. And if you're interested in what goes into a season of a reality show, the behind the scenes information, how you get on a show like that, and what your how your life changes from it and how what life is like being filmed 24 hours a day, then I highly recommend going and checking that one out. But right now we are back to sports and I've got a great guest joining me, Chase Beebe. As I mentioned, did a great job on the NFL preview show, and right now he's in a little bit of pain, or would you say a little bit of pain or a great deal of pain right now, Chase? A lot of pain, a lot of sadness, a lot of agony right now. Yeah, so Chase's beloved Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, are done, season ended. Uh, He's very disappointed. He had expected more, and we have plenty to talk about with all of that, and we will also be previewing the World Series today. What a show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that great intro, Vita. Um, so welcome all. <laughs> this is my <laughs> second time on, on, on the Jack Vita show right now. Um, if you haven't got a chance to check out the AFC East and an NFC East preview that we did a few weeks back, let's go do because like Vita said, I'm sounding like a very smart man as my Buffalo Bills are off to a, a rambling start. Um, and I mean, some <laughs> of the other picks, you know, I'd like to think that I... I, I, I called pretty well, um, but on top of that, I'm excited for the, the new episode you have coming out. Um, just get a look and to see what it's like after reality, be on a reality TV show. I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. And oh, I mean, obviously, it's not on the best of terms, um, but talking sports <laughs> is always fun uh, with such a great guy like Vita. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. Well, before we get into the bad, let's talk about the good for just a second. Let's not, we won't, yes, this please. won't be NFL heavy, but let's get you in good spirits here. So, Chase, you pick the Bills to go 10 and 6. Where do they stand right now? Are they 5 and 1? Right now, the Bills are 5 and 1. Um, yep, with two, two home games coming up and some, some winnable games to finish off the season. I mean, I don't want to go in too much, like you said, but we're 5 and 1. Um, do you have some big games coming up, but also some games that should be not checkoffs, but we should win. Uh, our defense is looking phenomenal. Josh Allen's starting to come into his own with this this offense and these new weapons. Um, offensive line is looking better than I thought they would. And uh, you know, at 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 this point, I said ten and six was healing. I think ten and six is our floor at this point in the season. Whoa. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I was gonna ask you that. I said, "What's the record? What would you? What do you think the record is now?" Because I'm sure you have memorized the schedule by now. Yeah, so I've gone over and over that schedule, just marking off potential win, tough games, uh, 
you know, <laughs> games that, you know, like the Patriots who might have to mark as a loss. But um, no, I think I think 11 to five or I mean, yeah, 11 and five is a, a reasonable uh, record for now. If we don't finish with 10 wins, I, I will be a little bit upset. But my main goal is, hey, let's get into the playoffs and let's make some noise because it's about time. I think it's the 100th NFL season. It's about time the, yep. the Bills make some, some noise again. Yeah, and the AFC not looking too tough at the moment. So I don't think that 11 wins actually, I don't think that's going to be too difficult. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be. I mean, obviously having the Patriots again is a little painful, but um, yeah. I mean, we play some tough NFC team. We play the Eagles at home this weekend. Uh, they're coming off a big loss, so I, th- I expect them to be fighting, um, especially since I think they're three and four, or th- something like that. So they really need to uh, they really need to start racking up some wins. Um, we play the Ravens in a little bit, um, Cowboys. So we do have some tough games, um, but I'm not like super worried um, about the schedule from here on out. And I think uh, I think 11 wins is is reasonable. So we'll see what happens. So Jordan was looking back at our picks from the preview show uh, the other day, and he texts me, and he's like, man, you and I look so dumb, and Chase looks so smart. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Chase, I don't think – you might have to – this is where I might need your help. I thought I had said 8-8 eight and eight for the – I didn't – I was not hard on you for the pick. I don't think I was. I thought Jordan was the one who was hard on you. Yep. So Jordan and, and Connor, um, well, Connor in a in a text after. Sorry, um, they both were in, in the show. Yes, you were supporting. Jordan was saying, uh, I see seven and I think he said um, seven and. I thought nine. he was like six. Yeah, and I think ten. he did. He said six and ten, seven and nine. Um, he, I think he had the, the Jets around the same, and I predicted the the Jets to be some the division with the Dolphins, and that's. I mean, both of those teams are right there, and of course, I did predict the Pats at twelve and four, and right now they're looking a little like they might surpass that. Um, they go undefeated. It's it a might good be chance they do. Uh, I don't want to seven all over talk again. Talk too much about them because my hatred for them goes <laughs> beyond words. But um, yeah, no, you you were supporting my you know, my picks. You said you said that my ten and six is not out of out of reach or out of reason. Yeah, I said I said defense is great. Yeah. And I like the quarterback, and they have a much better offensive line this year. Yeah, and we're really—I mean—we're really making the most of everything that we have, and that's what's exciting to see. Um, more weapons, too, yeah, for the quarterback. More weapons. John Brown's fit, fitting in as a wide receiver one really well. Cole Beasley just got his first touchdown. He's been hard to guard out of the slot, so I'm—I'm I'm super excited. I mean, I'm, the second the game ends on Sunday, I'm like itching for next Sunday to be here already. I go crazy <laughs> for these games. <laughs> And meanwhile, I am like checked out of this almost because the Steelers are on their fourth string quarterback now. It's just, it's insane. And yet they won with him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I, I root for the Steelers. I mean, I have some Steelers fans in my family. So um, the Steelers are always probably like my second team um, from the AFC that I like to root for. Obviously, I'm not playing the Bills or anything like that. But it, it's tough to see how they're performing. I had them. I mean, thank gosh I wasn't on that preview because I would have put them on top of the division. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I think they're just I – I thought their offense was going to be one of the top offenses in the NFL. Their defense is always good, but, you know, it's just not the case. Yeah. We won't go down that road today. Yeah. Let's get let's get talking about these uh, sad Bronx bombers. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to talk about the bad for me, and I think I'm going to shift over and bring up the bad for you now. 
<laughs> That's fair enough. What, what do we got first? All right, Chase. Let's talk about how this Astros and Yankees series went down. And you're, I'm going to need just a little help uh, with some of this because I was on the road this weekend. I watched game five in a sports bar because my friends uh, actually that I was staying with they didn't have any cable. They didn't get... But anyway, they didn't get TV. So we watched it in a sports bar. The screen was like... You know when sometimes you watch a game on TV and it's too zoomed in? Yeah, like wide zoom, I think it's called. Yeah. And so and it's it, like... You can't see the score yeah, or something yeah. like that. Something's in the corner. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to watch it like that. But I love your commitment to watch it. <laughs> well, of course. I got to watch baseball, man. So... That's Friday night, and it's zoomed in, so I can't see the score. So that game was kind of one that I don't, I can't, it doesn't, that one was tough. That was one that I don't remember quite as well. But uh, Saturday night, what a game. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the best games that I've seen this year. I know it's a sore spot for you, and we got a couple of great games in the series. Game two was phenomenal as well, and I actually missed the start of game six on my drive home because I drove home that night, but I got home in time. I think I was around the third or fourth inning, so I'm going to need I'm gonna need a little help from you, Chase. What do you think was it that went wrong for the Yankees here? What, what was the big problem? Why couldn't they beat the Astros? Okay, um, so I'm gonna start as a whole first, yeah. and then we'll take kind it of away, man. Dial in on some of the games, some instances. Yeah. So overall, I was happy um, with our pitching. I mean, if you told me we're gonna hold Houston, the Astros to 22 runs in six games, I would be like, okay, cool, we're gonna win the series. I mean, this is this is a, a very good offensive team, very good offensive team. I mean, I I love my the Yankees. I love the Yankees lineup, but. Top to bottom, Ash might be more consistent, and they proved it this series. Um, they just proved to be the the better team. Um, we outhit them. I think we had 44 hits. The Astros had 36 throughout the entire series. Here's where things the number one issue for me. Uh, we left 45 runners on base. Yeah. 30 of those were in scoring position throughout the series. That is pitiful. It was a little similar to like what the Twins did against the Yankees, where they yes. had similar. Thing. Yeah. It seemed like there was a mental block there almost. So it, it flipped. Yeah. And and the the fact is, is we were the best team with runners in scoring position in the regular season. I mean, wow. we were the, the, the savages of the East, I mean, <laughs> as, as we nicknamed ourselves. And I was I was very confident coming into the series that, honestly, that we would not smash that that ro- that scary rotation, but I thought we'd handle them. Um, and we, we I mean, we forget, but we, we just couldn't get it done when it mattered, and the Astros got it done when it mattered um i think a key i don't i don't know if it's a coat a managing issue or what um edwin and canarcion played a lot of the series in the middle of our lineup they didn't feel ready to put stanton back in just yet coming off an injury that's not i mean i don't know how how good or ready he was so i can't talk too much but edwin and canarcion in the middle of our lineup left labor torres aaron judge DJ, they, he left so many runners on consistently. Um, I, it was it was atrocious. And let me let me tell you his numbers real quick from from this series. Um, one for eighteen. Wow. In the six game series. Yeah. One for eighteen. I mean, from a guy from your middle lineup, and he's batting one for eighteen, um, and a lot of those with runners in scoring position. That that's going to cost you a game. Um, so overall, happy with our pitching. I, I mean. Like I said, if you told me that the Houston Astros offense is going to put 20 runs in six games, that's 
an average of a little over three runs a game, yeah. Uh, knowing our offense, I'd be like, okay, we can, we can match that. We could put up a little bit more than that. Like we're we're gonna be fine. But we just couldn't get it done offensively where it mattered. Um, to dial in a little bit more on game six. You said that you weren't you only watched some of it. Um, I think you might have been home by this in the sixth inning. Um, we brought in a reliever and they they lo- uh, they didn't load the bases. They got runners on the corners pretty early and we played our our infield back. Um, I think it might have been a, no. They had a one. The Astros had a one run lead at the time, and that one run in ga- in a do or die game is like we have to keep it at one run. I mean, we have to do everything we can to keep it at one run against this Astros pitch staff. Against the, I mean, they're a scary team. You can't let the deficit or the yeah the deficit grow, um, especially when playing a team like this in Houston. Um, so we kept we decided to keep our infield back. And it cost us, and I think, and we wanted to play for the double play, but there was a play where we could have had the the runner at at home, or at least held them there and got one of the outs. And obviously, it's it, it's the situation that, from a, a baseball fan and a Yankees fan, it just made me um, upset that it was such a timid play call. Yeah, I um, agree. I, and, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was just frustrating to watch. And obviously, I'm not in the head of of managers or anything like that, but. It was just frustrating you are a to be coach, like. You're a football coach. Yeah, I am a football coach. Uh, I haven't, <laughs> haven't. I mean, I'm a baseball diehard baseball fan, and maybe I could coach one day. Former but, player. Yeah, former player. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just a time where it's like this is a do or die game. Like they have two runners on. We we let's just play play to keep them at one run. You know what I mean? Like don't give them, don't hand them a run. Here, take this, and now we have to fight back for two more. I mean. And who would have knows? Who knows what would have happened that that inning? Um, but say we did keep him to one. I mean, that changes that changes the outlook of that game potentially. Um, but yeah, ha- hats sure. off to the Astros. Honestly, um, Altuve is such an awesome dude. I mean, he's killed us, but he's you gotta love him. I mean, he's one of the most. He's proven to be clutch, assistant. Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> he is Pablo Sanchez. That's a great reference. Yeah, but no, hats off to them. <laughs> um, like we we outhit the Astros in the series, so like they didn't get the best of us or anything to that sort. Our offense just didn't show up when we needed to show up, and and it was frustrating to watch. It's like I'm sure you know that when your team is has the power that they do, and and has proven consistent when runners on scoring position and they over and over, it's just like, when are we going to catch a break? Like, come on strikeouts with two runners on with one out or it's, it's just so frustrating. And so I think a lot of it falls on the offense. Um, just, I'm not sure what it was. It seems like the Houston Astros are a kryptonite. I'm not, <laughs> um, but we'll see. Hopefully we can break that in the years to come. But um, overall I am proud of the season we had. I think a lot of people didn't expect us to be, at the beginning of the season, I don't think they expected us to make it this far. Let's put it that way. I think they had the Red Sox um, atop the East and, and things like that. But So I'm, I'm happy with the season. Very disappointed with how the ALCS played out. I don't know. I feel like there were high expectations all around for the Yankees. I think a lot of people expected. Now, you could say the ALEs, to win the ALEs for the first time since 2013, I want to say. 2013, yeah. Yeah. That is a big accomplishment. So I, I'm, there's no denying that. And the Rays were phenomenal this year. Yeah, yeah. You saw plenty of them, I'm sure, playing in your division. Red Sox had a down year. But 
I actually, I'm going to be a little more critical here. And I'm going to say that I think this season was a big disappointment from the Yankees perspective. I know you're disappointed and I don't know if I'd say it was like a hundred percent of failure, but I think it was close because I think at a certain point in the season, everyone like by June or July, everyone was looking at Astros Yankees. This is going to happen. This is going to be the ALCS. It seemed pretty clear that that's what we were going to get. And now I, I wouldn't say I, everyone, I mean, a lot of people wrote off the twins and, you know, the, the A's, the Rays, some of those teams that made it interesting, but it seemed like this is what we're going to get. And the Yankees very well could be the second best team in baseball this year, but I just didn't, I never looked at them, Chase, thinking that they were going to ever make this, that they were ever going to win this series just because of the matchups. I didn't like, I, the Yankees strike out a lot. And when you face pitchers like Colin Verlander, who strike out a lot of guys, you need to get those guys out of the game and beat the bullpen. And when they weren't able to do that, especially when they weren't able to win the game where they got Granky out, uh, I just, I would look at this team. I'd say, man, when we fired Joe Girardi, we weren't expecting this. We were expecting to go up to the next level. And instead, we've won. Uh, I pulled up the stat the other day, Chase, that the, the Yankees in... Girardi's last year, and you know I love Girardi, so I'm always going to back up yeah. that guy. Uh, they won seven playoff games that year. Over the last two years combined, they've won seven total. So that that would be my take. Yeah, I mean, it's def- I definitely agree that halfway through the season, it was pretty much set. Like, it's going to be Astros-Yankees. Um, so I don't, I don't take anything. Like, that's definitely a fair, reasonable um, take. And I, I do... Uh, hats off to the Rays also. Yeah. I think you had them preseason. I think you had them pretty yeah, high. I did. On so your ALEs. I in this is where I would say I ended up picking the Rays to win the AL East. Uh, and I did pick them to get to this final four. So I, you know, I say that everyone had the Yankees. I didn't even have the Yankees. So uh, you, you might be proving me wrong right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and so I, mean, I don't know everyone's take. Um, I know you had the Rays. And I, as much as I hate to say this, I, I had the, the Boston Red Sox <laughs> winning the AL East. And I, I, it hurts to come out of my mouth. But yeah, I thought their team was just from what they did I mean last year and and like they get a year of experience I thought they a little bit on pitching and the bullpen I thought they'd come out and light it up and they were a disappointment which I'm happy about but (laughs) yeah so I agree halfway through the season it was Yankees Astros um and you are right like we do we do strike out a lot um we we do strike out a lot but and they did I think they had like 60 they threw more strikeouts than us during the series, I think by at least 10 or double digits or something. Um, but, I mean, like I said, we did out-hit them. So I was – Yeah. It's so hard to say because I'm I'm like happy with, with what we did yeah. against their pitchers at times. It's just when, you know, when you're standing up or out of your seat and your heart's racing, they just didn't do it. You know, so many times, like, come on, come on, come on. Like, this <laughs> is the moment. This is like – Aaron Judge, this is where you put us up by two with a three-run blast and just strike out. Or and then that goes back to your fact, like and those pitchers, I oh my gosh, I was we we light some of them up early, yeah. And then they would just lock in. I think it might have been Verlander's. I'm not. Sh- I honestly like I don't remember off the top of my head, <laughs> but we we 
got on top of I think it was Verlander. We got on top Beat of Verlander on Friday night. That was the game I was yeah. at the sports bar. Yeah. And then, but he locked in after we we started getting him. I mean, they were just, and they are exceptional pitchers. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, I, going into it, I was like, it's not going to be fun, but I think we we had what it takes. Um, and I think they, they proved that we did have what it takes, but they just came up so short when it mattered the most. Um, so I, I guess you're right in, in high, like it is, if you look at it from halfway through the season, it is a disappointment. Um, but for me, yeah, coming into the season, I thought we'd have a good, a good, solid team. Um, I thought pitching was a little bit lacking, though. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think we'd win the AL East. I hoped, obviously, we'd make it. Let's just put it this way: in the beginning of the season, if you told me we'd make the ALCS, I would have been happy. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, that that's my whole take on the season outlooking. Okay, I get that, and you know, to your to your points, I will also add that if you look at the series and you say the whole, my, my whole thing with this team all year long, I'm like, I don't think their pitching is going to be enough. I think they need another starting pitcher or two, and I still think they're going to pursue that some way this off season, which we can get into in a little bit. There are some interesting names who are going to be out there. Uh, and we'll see with one of them is actually pitching tonight in the World <laughs> Series. Yes, he is. Yeah. Game one's going on right now, by the way, as yeah, we record just this. Just so you know, because we're going to go into uh, some predictions. I haven't watched it yet tonight. Um, I'm currently unknown of the score. So I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can, knowing what's going on game with my yeah, picks. Yeah, and I've already I've already got my pick in mind. So okay, okay. we'll be good. Yeah. But so... When they were adding Encarnacion and they're bringing in more bats and more bats, it seemed like they had a couple of moves like that. But then Encarnacion one is the one that really jumps out to me. I was thinking, like, what are they doing? Like, they need to go get Grenke. They need to go get uh, DeGrom. Well, not DeGrom, but uh, Zach Wheeler or whomever. There are these names at the dead Bumgarner. Uh, and when they didn't, I was like, and then meanwhile, the Astros add Grenke. And then meanwhile... Grenke's not pitching well in the playoffs. I was like, oh, okay, maybe they did want Grenke because he hasn't pitched well in these playoffs. And their pitching did a very good job, as you mentioned, against a very, very good lineup. So it is such a weird series to analyze because there definitely are positives to come out of it. And the other fact of the matter is this is a young team that I fully expect is going to be right back in October next year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said it. They're a young team, and the talent is just through the roof. Um, so it's just raw talent. Um, I would obviously would love for us to put our site, dial our sights in on a, a starting pitcher. Um, just a few guys come to mind. I don't know if you want to talk yeah, about yeah, them now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Or, yeah, so obviously the the big man throwing it tonight, Cole uh, Garrett Cole would be a great addition. Uh, some other names: Strasburg, Bumgarner, um, guys who I would love to have in pinstripes. Um, I think Wheeler's st- might be a free agent still. Um, yeah, he is. Zach Wheeler. So, I mean, he's good. I think your guy, uh, well, not your guy, but Cole Hamels is going to be a free <laughs> yeah. agent. Um, former Astro uh, Kiko, Dallas Kiko, or however you pronounce Keuchel. his name. Keiko, thank you. Um, <laughs> and he's a strikeout guy. I mean, there's a lot of talent. Who they could have signed earlier, too, by yeah, the way. That's... And, and that's what, and that's what at, early on the season, I'm upset at. I was like, well, this is kind of like... We kind of, I feel, I felt like we were not tossing the season away, but relying too heavily on our bats, um, which are great. But 
I just I didn't have the utmost faith in our starting pitching, but they they proved to be good. But I think we get one more guy, and we have Paxton, Tanaka, Sev, and dare I say Cole, but <laughs> some <laughs> some one of these names I mentioned, or or other Cole, Cole Hamels. Yeah, I mean I'll take Cole Hamels. Cole I or mean, Cole, proven good pitcher. Um, I I agree. I think there's there's no doubt that we make it back um to the ALCS, and and honestly, there's it might very well be the same matchup <laughs> um and hopefully that <laughs> yeah well I, I think the rays can sneak in there too i think that team's gonna be real tough so next the year. rays are another team that that's young um a lot of talent down low i mean at at the i mean just young talent um and their pitching is just dear gosh they were lights out at times this season um and i think that they're only going to get better at, at the at the pitching level i don't know if their bats can continue to can continue to get better or provide what they did this year. Um, but their pitching staff is great. And I think that, uh, I think they're going to put up a fight in the AL East. So we'll see. I think so too, because they're going to have healthy glass now and Snell for the whole year. I presume. Yeah, And they were phenomenal. I mean, when they got the opportunity to yeah. show what they have, um, two guys that just, their stuff is crazy. Their accuracy is pinpoint. Um, just really took command of the game. So a couple of moments that we need to talk about from this series. Game six, DJ LeMayhew's bomb. That is, that's as clutch <laughs> as it gets. Series on the line, ties it up. I think there was one out, I want to say. Uh, and you know what else, Chase? The In my opinion, in these playoffs, the Yankees' two best players, uh, DJ LeMayhew and Glaber Torres, both former Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think we might have talked about it in, in our group chat a little bit. Um, yeah, so two two former Cubs that you know you guys could have held on to. Yeah. But, um, I don't make the decisions here. So I, I would be running know, things differently. <laughs> but it could be a situation where you're, you're kicking yourself, seeing how well they're performing. For sure. Um, no, I love those guys, and uh, they they definitely played played very well. I think some of our other top names really disappointed at bat. I mean. Just didn't show up. Um, Judge had a Judge had a homer. I think he had one homer in the, in the series that was clutch. But I mean, those guys just continued to to hit the ball when it mattered. Um, I think DJ batted DJ batted 350 in that series, which is just awesome. I mean, the best batting average in that series. Period. Um, Brett Gardner was a letdown, huge letdown. Um, I I mean, oh man, so many things. I wish I could that could have went different, but. It's it's okay. Yeah, Glaber Glaber hit about 300. He hit like 290, 280, I think. Um, so he had a good series, but he was on fire in the DS. Oh my gosh, I know he was just <laughs> he was all over the place. It was fun to watch. Um, no, you guys, um, especially Torres. He's he's young and he, his swing is so pretty. I think he's gonna have a heck of a career um, in the major leagues. And, yeah. Uh, he will. He'll move over to shortstop. I think right? he will. Didi's yep. got, I think out. Didi's out. Um, so that's exciting. Um, it opens the doors for some new guys to get more playing time. Um, I think DJ is going to go back to second, right? DJ Gold will glove go back to second. Defensive yeah. player. I mean, I think that's where he he belongs. I mean, he's a great yeah. second baseman. Um, I think he played that in his career um, leading up to this. So, um, I mean, defensively, we're, I mean, that's something that people overlook a lot too. But we're solid defensively. Um, it was a good season, just just a disappointing finish. 
I don't. Yeah, it's just it is hard to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I want to talk about DJ here for a second. Okay. I think he was so overlooked last year, and I really just can't understand. There's so many people who are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just shocked by his production this year." This guy won a batting title two years ago, and last year he was, he was the National League Gold Glove winner at second base. Like, and he he was undervalued. It's like two years, $24 million, and the Yankees saw him as a platoon player. I just, I could not understand that. Yeah, when we when we signed him, I was super excited. I mean, that is a great, consistent bat you're putting in that lineup um, and a great glove. Three or four years ago, um, 2016 or 15, I don't know. He was in the talk. I mean, he wasn't at the top of the talks, but he was in the talk for MVP. He batted like 350. Yeah. Uh, his on-brace percentage was over 400. He he is a a solid little bat that that's in lineup <laughs> and no I was super excited to have him and um, I mean throughout the season he he's a clutch he's a clutch guy and and I think that just comes with the consistency like mm-hmm. it it's he's gonna be consistent he's gonna get you hits and a lot of them came in clutch clutch moments um so I mean yeah I think he's he's like a four time all star or something like that. Yeah, no, I think he, I agree with you. He was overlooked by a lot of people. I think they were just like, oh, we got this guy named DJ LeMayhew. Uh, cool. Like, he can play second. I, I, I was, I was excited um, because I knew that was a huge spark in our offense. Um, and, and in an offense that hits a lot of home runs, yeah. this was a, a spark that was consistent, get on base and, and get runs for us. Yeah, you need that kind of guy. And last offseason, I said there are two guys I think the Cubs really need to target here, and it's DJ LeMayhew and it's Michael Brantley, who made an unbelievable clutch catch on the other side of this series, bed 310 this year. And both those guys only got two-year deals. Uh, Brantley got more money. I think he made around 35, and LeMayhew only got 24. But my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you know, Avita, I'm starting to think that you might – you. Might need to sign up to be the Cubs manager, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, but I mean, get my honestly, application if they, in. If, yeah, if they get those two guys, I mean, I mean, they had heck of a season. Like two two great bats um, that could have helped out uh, a, a Cubs team. That definitely, I don't, I don't want to get too negative on it for you, but they struggled. I think they were a big. It was a big letdown season, I think, for them. For sure. So when DJ hits this bomb. I go, I go crazy. <laughs> and a weird sense of like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to have a big, big hit here. This is the guy that you want here. Did were you pretty confident in him when he came up? So I, I was confident that that we were gonna do something, and I thought he was gonna be the spark in that inning. When I saw before we even that situation occurred, I saw who who's up, um, who's on deck, who's in the hole, and I saw his name, and I was like, well, I think he's gonna provide a spark at some level. If he's gonna get a hit, he's gonna be first on with two outs, or or he's gonna drive in one. I honestly did not expect a home run um, <laughs> there, but it it was one of the most clutch hits I've seen. In a while, I mean, obviously. It, What's the last one you think of? For me, I think of Alex Gordon in the World Series in 2015. Yeah, it's like back to the wall. Yeah, that's it's got to be that one, like the last big time hit. And obviously, much more in discussion of like, oh my clutch if we end up winning that game. But yeah, um, so I was pleasantly surprised. I did not think he was going to hit him run. And when I saw that, I was just like, this guy is the man. He's I mean, he is just lifted up, and no one can, no one even can touch him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, so I, I did predict, predict him to be a spark in, in that inning, but what he gave was much more than what I thought we'd get from him. <laughs> so then Jose Altuve hits one in the bottom half, right? Yep. It was in the bottom yep. half? Yeah, he we didn't go off. to 10. Yep. It was in the bottom of the ninth. The moment kids dream about in your backyard. And it just reminded me of Dame Lillard's shot at a playoff series that we saw earlier this year. That is such a good comparison because it, it literally is to close out a series. And the the clutch level of those plays is just unbelievable. I mean, you're going against Aroldis Chapman, who is one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant closer in the game with just the nastiest stuff, the hardest throwing guy in the game. And you come out here and I don't, as Altuve, like five, six, I don't know his exact (laughs) height, but he smoked that ball and just, I put my head down and I just went right. I mean, I just turned everything off, laid in bed, put my face on my pillow and just took a deep breath. (laughs) Yeah, it was no, I mean that, that was just like it. It probably took the air out of the entire out of all of New York. I mean, all of New York was probably silent for a good, good bit. They didn't know what to do because I I did not see that coming. Jose Altuve just hitting a home run, a, a game winning home run to close out the series off of Roldis Chapman. Unbelievable. I mean, that is that is something that'll that'll be uh, replayed over and over and over for as long as he's in. I mean, probably longer than he's in the major leagues. When yeah. Astros make it that far, it'll still be. Yeah, out especially if they win the World Series this year too. Yep, because I mean, when, so going back a little bit, so when DJ hit that home run, I was, I was like, that's what we needed. We just got all momentum. We are a pretty big, like we're a young team, and we play a lot of momentum. And these bats, they get, they catch fire and, and they keep rolling. Um, so I was like, that's what we needed. We're gonna shut them down. We're gonna score on the top of the inning and then we're going to shut him down again game six all the momentum's on our side and we're going to win game seven that's honestly that was my i thought that was the, the tide turning there and uh you know i was held like i said hats off to them <laughs> it's, it's, i every time i think about it it's just awful but no they just proven to be a great baseball team a that can fight through adversity um yes yeah, so chase it was a great series I, I don't know maybe not great series it was a very good series though and it had some good moments and i'm hope as a neutral party here that i get to see this again next year unfold yeah absolutely i mean i would love obviously love for them to be back and i would like it to be against that astros team i mean sweet revenge um would always be nice they are a scary team but i think we'll we'll be better better next year so we'll see what happens some series regardless i mean there were some really fun games to watch um as much as it was as painful as it was to watch at times, it was it was awesome baseball, and and you gotta love that in uh, in October. So there's some sometimes relievers slump a little bit, and we saw it with Adam Adovino. Like you gotta you gotta assume that guy's gonna have it together next year because sometimes relievers just go through cold spells, and he definitely hit one here in the playoffs. Yeah, it uh, it was a big time struggle, um, but I think that that happens at one point in every reliever's season. Um, and it was just unfortunate timing, I think. Um, I'm not sure if it was the jitters or it was just, it was just, he, it's his time to be, I'm not, I'm not positive, but it, it was definitely um, not, not uh, representing of how he, how he performed during the regular season. All right, Chase, let's move over to the National League side. 
what a what a weird series. Last week, Andrew Stem and I predicted we we were expecting either Cardinals in seven or Nationals in seven. We both went on the other side. We fought over it. And I got to give props to Andrew because he had the pick right. What no one saw coming was the fact that the Cardinals were going to run into this buzzsaw and just get absolutely murdered over four games and swept out of the playoffs immediately. How shocked were you to watch that? Um, let's just say that I was, ex- one, extremely happy for Washington. Um, I mean, yeah, great story. Yeah, great um, story. I'm sure that I, I, I don't. I'm sure you. I, I lived there for about the past year and a half, two years. Um, I just moved to Colorado in June, so I've been to a few Nationals games. Um, I won't touch on the fan base, but I'm sure they're excited now, um, and they're all rallying <laughs> together now. It's a great city. Um, so good for them. Hats off to them. But no, I, I honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a sweep the other way. Um, this, this completely threw me off um i mean game one i was like oh okay they, they stole one game two can't come around holy smokes uh national looked like a, a wild card team game three game four i'm just like I, speechless i mean they played very good base i don't i i would accredit to them very good baseball i mean all around great baseball offense was firing their pitching staff was great um, I think the most runs they gave up was four in game four. They, I mean, they all around great performance from, from that team, but very surprising. Yes. I, I, if, if I was on that podcast, I would have probably predict four, one series for the, for the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I was not ready for that, but Andrew was right about the pitching staff. The nationals mowed down the Cardinals and now we'll, we'll get to it in a second, but we're going to have a really cool pitching matchup in this World Series. It's going to be really fun to watch, and there's some good storylines. We'll get to that. But, man, I just don't know what happened to the Cardinals. It's like, basically, did they use up all of their runs at Game 5 against the Braves? Was that... (laughs) they need to save some of those for that series? Like, It seemed like we've seen these teams suffer disappointing heartbreaks. We We saw the Braves suffer one in Game 5, and then it's like the Cardinals caught whatever the Braves had, whatever that flu bug was, and they just got bullied. Yeah, this pitching staff um, was no joke during this series. They averaged over 10 strikeouts a game. On the um, national side, by the way. Yeah, 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 on the national side, sorry. Um, but on the Cardinals side, I mean, dear gosh, I think they... Um, let me look real quick. Yeah, so they batted 130. I was going to say they probably batted under 150. They did. They batted 130 as a team. Um, 16 hits at 123 at bats. Uh, there's no way you win a series with that. Um, and and then again, I like I don't know whether to give 100% of the credit to Washington's pitching, which was great. Uh, I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. But Audubon Sanchez, a no hitter. Yeah, I mean, going awesome. into the eighth or yeah, whatever. going yeah. into the eighth, yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, awesome. Um, but. Or, or was it the Cardinals just fought so hard against the Braves and then weren't expecting as a tough series, maybe, or a competitive? Like, I don't know how it goes so wrong for that team. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's just like they all got cold at the same time or, or what happened, but the Nationals completely 
owned that series. I mean, it wasn't the closest game was like two nothing in game one, maybe three one game two. It was it was dominated by Nationals that series. Yeah, it was really crazy to see, but you gotta admit that baby shark thing is pretty darn cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Cool can be the word. Yeah, we can use cool. <laughs> oh, you're not into it? No, I mean, it, I think uh, it's been a little played out. Um, the 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 whole thing in itself has been a little played out um, with my little cousins. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, so it's just a, a personal thing. <laughs> well, I like seeing what I liked. Okay, so Elvis Andrews, actually, I'm sure if a, our friend Anthony Franz is listening to this podcast, he would correct everyone. And you tell everyone, Elvis Andrews, he had Baby Shark before Gerardo Parra did. And Gerardo Parra, he started playing it this year as he started to slump. It ended up becoming the rally cry of the Washington Nationals. And it now they're doing the the, the top in the swamp <laughs> that the Florida Gators yeah, do. <laughs> they're going full on board with this. And, and so, I mean, sometimes in baseball, that's what you need to do, I think. I mean... Just go back to to what it's all about. Have fun, but just superstition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things like that. And that's what <laughs> baseball is. I mean, that's, I think baseball is probably the most superstitious sport. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but... No, um, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like sometimes you have to... Those things carry a team. I don't know if it's, if it's just gives them confidence or what it is. But I mean, I, I, I do love to see it. It is really cool. And you are right that Elvis Andrus... Did act do the baby shark first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure don't Anthony, forget it, folks. <laughs> yeah, please don't forget it because our friend Anthony will not be happy with you. <laughs> yeah, he would be really unhappy. Uh, <laughs> but it was cool. They had that little stuffed shark in the dugout, um, hanging out there. And I can't think of any other teams that do this besides the Atlanta Braves with the tomahawk chop. Can you think of anyone else in baseball that does something like this? That does something like so themed like this? I I don't think so. Coordinated yeah. that everyone it's like synchronized. So there were some within the the past years there were some weird hand gestures or that people would do when they got on base, but it wasn't like themed like this. It was like I know yeah. the, the claw was big for a little bit where they throw a claw over their head and I don't. I think Bryce Harper might have had it going for a little bit. Um, that I wouldn't say that's comparable to this. Though. This is like a themed thing they got going on, and it's really cool though to see them all in unison getting together and and buying into <laughs> to such a yeah. silly thing. <laughs> but it's not silly. I mean, they're they're riding on it, and look at where they look where it's brought them. It's so fun because it's not like. There's any sharks have anything to do with <laughs> Washington D.C. or their mascot or the presidents or anything? Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, you got the the uh, aquarium in Baltimore is it's pretty awesome, filled with some sharks. And maybe they're, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say that though because that would be the or- Orioles turf. But I was just trying yeah. to. Yeah. Have you been to the aquarium? I have. Me and my now fiance have gone. Um, we went to that aquarium and it was it was awesome. Actually, it was really cool. Um, do they have whale sharks? Do they have whale sharks? Because I, I think Atlanta has the whale yeah, shark. Yeah, I don't. Which I don't the, think those gigantic sharks. No, they only had smaller sharks, tiger sharks. Okay. Um, 
sand sharks. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, let's just move on. Cause I don't want to sound <laughs> silly if we have some, uh, some marine biologists listen. <laughs> I used to have a book about sharks as a kid. I love sharks, bull sharks, hammerhead sharks. Yeah. I was about the hammerhead cause, uh, my first bike was called the hammerhead. So I've always been, oh, I've always yeah. been biased towards, I have one too. Yeah, I've always been biased for towards hammerhead sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh tiger shark there's a there's yeah. a all right leopard shark. i don't know okay let's just move on yeah yeah there's okay, a leopard good shark. good good i didn't sound silly <laughs> i like aquariums i like i like marine biology didn't study it didn't uh but um yeah it's maybe it's, maybe it, at the end of the day it's just an illustration that there are a lot of sharks in washington dc yep that we don't know about you know yeah, sharks in. Oh, I, I meant like in the political world. Oh, okay. That that. Yeah, maybe there's some deep philosophical liminal, meaning behind this. Yeah, I think they're they're riding on it in a more positive light, but <laughs> you know, it, it could be a uh, a meaning for it. But either way, it's awesome and uh, it's great. We need. I would love to see more of this stuff in yes, sports in general. I, I totally agree because it, it it makes it fun for the fans, um, for sure. I mean. I would love to have my team being so just set on doing one, just coming together and having fun and seeing that watching the game. It's just, it's always fun to see that, especially when there's success from it. Um, so yeah, I think it, you're right in the fact that it brings, it brings only good things to the game. For sure. All right, Chase, we've got about 10 minutes left in this episode. It's time to start previewing this World Series matchup. And I wasn't expecting this to be the World Series. I don't think anyone was expecting Washington to make this miracle run. Uh, now, Jim Tomei or Bill Ripken or whomever it was from LB Network, actually, those guys made that pick. They did have Washington at the start of the playoffs, so props to them. But for the other 90% of us, I don't think anyone saw them going through this uphill battle, getting to this point. But I think this is actually going to be a really good series. And let me tell you why. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Small ball is back, baby. You're, you are more than right. This team is not afraid to lay down a bunch. Yeah. And um, Stealing bases, too. Yes. And, and it's so funny that you said that. Um because I did just check my ESPN app. I've, I'm guilty. <laughs> and as you said that, um, the, the Cardinals were laying down a bunt. And, it's just like, and I was like, awesome. Or the, nah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> just talking. Um, actually, it was the Astros that were laying down oh. a bunt. Nonetheless, I didn't know the Astros had it in them. But nonetheless, <laughs> you're right. The, the Nationals have proven that they're not afraid to play good old school small ball baseball. Um, and... It's always fun when you see a team that goes back to the roots of baseball and they're not afraid to to steal bases, to lay down a bunt, a sacrifice bunt or a bunt to move runners in position. I mean that's just, that's just the the game of baseball is is built so much around these small small plays that make such a big difference. Like moving a runner in scoring position. Oh cool, you got us an out. But <laughs> yeah. in the grand scheme of things i mean that one if that run gets in that that run could win you a baseball game i mean i'm excited for the series nonetheless but you you are right and i didn't even think about that how 
how nationals have been applying the, the small ball so frequently um, in in recent. It's at the top of the order with Trey Turner. Actually, I watched the first inning before uh, you were able to get on the call, Chase, and the game started with Trey Turner hitting a ground ball that uh, Correa was unable to make the play, hit off his glove. Tough, tough play, but Trey Turner busting it up the line. You're not going to get that guy. Uh, he, it was a base hit. Then on the second or third pitch of the next at bat, Trey Turner steals second. And we're just seeing this small ball stuff. And in my opinion, I think small ball is wonderful to watch. I love it as a baseball fan. Just to see balls in play, to see action, to see teams getting creative and doing things instead of just waiting for the long ball. I, and there's just a lot more action. It's it's the kind of baseball that I grew up playing third base. And I'd <laughs> much rather be having ground balls hit to me than watching the pitcher strike everyone. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. It's almost like watching a a, a game of chess on steroids. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but steroids in this game, Chase. <laughs> oh yeah, I shouldn't. Have, oh man, I shouldn't. Have <laughs> no, I, I can't believe there'd be steroids in drinks. this chase. <laughs> yeah, with the today's all these home runs now, it's just <laughs> great hitting and and good old baseball. But um, <laughs> no, that's a conversation for another day. But um yeah so it is it's it's so methodical um in in just like moving your pieces moving your guys um and whether it is offensive or defensively because it can be done on the defense side of the ball too with different um shifts and things like that but it, it is fun to watch on the offense like guys stealing bases and guys sacrificing like sacrifice bunts or 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 a hit and run even like that is exciting baseball that is and, and it's strategic baseball and it, it's hard to do but if a team can pull it off right, it is. I, I feel like it also gives them an advantage. Um, I mean, obviously, home runs can can turn the tide of any game, but you, you used to not see a lot of home yeah. Runs. And then on the flip side of that, three both these teams have three dominant starting pitchers, and it's really a shame. I'm gonna say this. I may say this more than once. I may have said it on the last podcast. I don't remember. But I really wanted to see Scherzer versus Verlander with the history there with them in Detroit and those both being veterans with Cole and either Strasburg or Corbin being the next matchup. Now, we, we got Cole versus Scherzer tonight, so we're not going to we're not going to see it tonight. Maybe maybe Verlander goes on short rest at some point and which he has done a couple of times. We'll see. But how cool would Verlander versus Scherzer be? That'd be such a good old town <laughs> matchup. I mean, two two guys who've been in the been in the league for a bit. Um, former teammates. Former teammates with at Detroit. Yeah, that that'd be one heck. Of, I mean, and two guys that can throw. I mean, just two of the best pitchers in the game right now. Um, that are lights out. Um, it would be so fun to watch them back and forth, inning by inning. Uh, <laughs> Especially knowing just, yeah, you're right, with all the history, um, it, it would be such a fun matchup. Um, my favorite guy, though, in this series is Strasburg. Um, I've been on him big time since since he entered the major leagues. I saw his first game. When he Whoa. Pitched against Pittsburgh. Um, it was at Pittsburgh, yeah. And he struck out 14, 14 in his first, in seven innings in his, in his debut. And he his stuff was just so nasty, so nasty. I'm guessing... 
2010 was that 2010 i think you're right yeah i think it might have been 2010 um so because i was still in i was still in high school and i i think that's actually the exact year it was i think it was 2010 yeah it was at pittsburgh and he struck out 14 and seven innings and his stuff was just unhittable it looked like and obviously i think he's he's focused more on his his accuracy and his worked on his fastballs and stuff like that since then um but no he's my he's one of my favorite pitchers in the league um just I think it's just because I've been following him so hardly since he's been been in the yeah. majors, but I'm excited to see him go. Um, but I'm excited to see every matchup this series. I mean, there's there's no bad matchup, to be honest. Chase, did you ever collect baseball cards? Uh, so as a kid, I had some handed down to me from my grandfather who did collect baseball cards, and I always thought it was cool. Like I have all all these cards, and I would go back and look at them and and be like wow, this is awesome. Um, but I didn't collect newer like rookie <laughs> cards or things like that. I never got into that. Okay. Um, I think it is an awesome hobby. It's just something that I personally never got into. Okay. So in 2009, 2010, those two years around then, the Strasburg rookie card was gold. That was before he had even played a major league game because you remember <laughs> how much hype there was. Yeah, it there was, was like it was like hype around him. Yeah, and it was like if you were able to pull that rookie card out of a pack, it was like nine hundred dollars, thousand dollars on gosh, eBay. That is so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to look it up while we continue our talk. <laughs> um, but um, yes, in general, super excited for the series. I think it's a great matchup. I would give the offensive edge to the Astros, but like you said. It's the small ball of the Nationals. I mean, you never know if that could play a key factor in games and win them game, win them tight games, um, especially with the pitching being so good. So, I, I, the, the Nationals have surprised me to this point. So, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just super excited to watch to watch this World Series. Yeah, I feel foolish if I just keep saying, "Oh no, not the Nationals, not the Nationals," because I keep picking against them. Uh, what I will say. My biggest concern for the Nationals, just because I really do think this is going to end up being, I think the Nationals have earned the title of best team in the National League this year because they've, they, they're they clicking on all cylinders at the right time, but they just look great right now. They really do. And maybe sometimes it's not, now maybe they are just the team that gets hot at the right time, but the Cardinals were hot too. And they stamped them out like a, like a, bag of burning dog poo on your perch <laughs> oh man yeah you're totally right i mean the nationals are playing i mean it's it's great baseball phenomenal baseball i mean they've just their their two series wins have been awesome i mean more convincingly this in the championship series obviously but this is a team that's that's very hot and like you said they ran into a hot team and they just thwarted them i mean there it wasn't even it wasn't close. Like I said earlier, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. close. So I think that riding that, um, uh, I mean, I, I smell dinner, so we, we got to hop into these predictions soon, but, um, yes, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. so I'm going to, so riding yeah. the momentum, I do think that they're going to put up a heck of a fight and it's going to be an awesome series for baseball fans to watch. I don't think that, I don't think we're going to see blowouts. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Um, I do, I do think the Astros are going to, take the series, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than, well, I think people are riding the Nationals train right now. I mean, they're hot. They just swept the, the Cardinals. So 
I think we're going to get a great series. I think this has potential to go down to, to six or seven games. Um, I do have it going in the Astros' favor just because I think uh, consistently top to bottom, they're they're better. But I I almost dare to say the Nationals are playing better baseball up to this point. I don't... So it, it's... Yeah. Like I said, I'm sure you're super excited for the series. I'm sure everyone listening is super excited for the series. Um, it's going to be an awesome series. But my prediction is the Astros um, in six. I want to say... So I have a similar pick, but I want to preface this by saying the one thing that makes me concerned where I really, really, like you said, who's playing baseball at the best time. I think these teams are pretty darn even to tell you the truth right now. Now, maybe these teams were playing it back in. Well, obviously they're playing each other in April. They were not even at that time. You, you probably went to some games when the nationals were really struggling earlier this season, but I think the big edge that I think is going to work in the Astros' favor is bullpen. I think still questions about the Nationals' bullpen, but I do want to say Sean Doolittle has been pitching like Sean Doolittle of recent years. He had struggled this year, and we know Sean Doolittle going back to his time of the A's. He has the potential to be a beast. He's been very good, and uh, their other guy, Daniel Hudson, has been very good. So now they have more than one guy who's contributing in that bullpen. That could make a big difference for them. I think they're going to need, in order to win this series, they're going to need their starting pitchers to go deep in games. That's the key. If you want to beat the Nationals, you got to bring up the pitch count. You got to get those starting pitchers out early. Ultimately, I will give a slight edge to the Astros in seven. I think this goes all the way down the wire. I think this has a great series potential. And we've been waiting for, we've gotten a couple of good, really good series. Maybe, I don't know, a great series in these playoffs yet. Would you say we have? Um, Some of the divisional series were were good. I I wouldn't say great. Yeah. Um, There was some sloppy play here and there. But um, I wouldn't say great. I think this I think if Yankees win game six, that could be potential for a pretty great series. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. It's like a lot of these, the good series, they were like an eight or a nine out of 10, but yeah, no 10 out no of 10s. 10 10. I think this has the potential to be 10 out of I 10. I completely agree. Like back and forth games. Um, yeah. I mean, some some pitching battles, some games where both offenses are hitting. Um, I think it's going to be a, a great series. Um, with, I mean... I think your your game seven prediction is is fair. And I, let me tell you this: I'll be rooting for the Nationals during the series. <laughs> I think it's about. I mean, they they deserve one. If if the baseball gods got to give them one, <laughs> I kind of reminds me if if I were to compare this to another World Series from recent years, you know which one I'm thinking of? From recent yeah. years, World Series, last five years. Oh man, um, I'll I'll give it to you. It's uh. Is it the Royals? Yeah, 2014 no. Royals and yeah, Giants. Okay, yeah, Those, that was an awesome. Series. That was a battle. I mean, that went was went down to seven, got really yeah. epic, and Royals almost came back and tied that game up with the Sal Perez, the really crazy play where he he ended yeah. up stopping at third base, and then I think Alex Gordon came up. Oh no, wait, was it Alex Gordon? And then Sal Perez came up. Sal Perez came up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that was so crazy. Um, I think stuff like that is going to happen in this series because I think those two teams, it was like two small ballish type of teams. 
No, they weren't big on the home run, but they just had some scrappy veterans. They had speed. And I think we're going to see some of that in this series. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think that's a really good uh, comparison. To, I think those, I think that Royals team is a great comparison to this uh, to this Nationals team, if I'm being honest. Um, but no, I think it's going to be a great series. I'm super excited. Um, go Nationals, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like how you have the cemented Astros aren't a dynasty, but the the Giants were on the cusp of becoming a dynasty. The Astros, if they win this one, they're not a dynasty. I think you need to win more than two, or at least get to more than two World yeah, Series. Yeah, but in recent years, they've been dominant. Yeah, dominance. And yeah. then you got the up-and-coming scrappy team without a whole lot of history in the playoffs, or at least like in the Royals' case, had a bit of a drought there, about 30, 30 years or so. So I, I definitely, I even think about that until yeah, we got a really a good really good comparison actually that you, that you brought that up <laughs> and i'm happy that you did because it, it's like so spot on i mean the royals look so much like the nationals team or the, i should say the nationals look so much really like the, the only Royals. difference would be the fact that the royals were in on the bullpenning thing and the nationals are on the starting pitching train that's true but very let's similar just forget about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless very similar um yeah, so I did look up that uh, Strasburg rookie card, and it's pretty sweet, by the way. What, <laughs> well, how much what, does it say anything about what it was going for? Or? Um, right now, it's it's going for not as much. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, it peaked yeah, 10 right years now, ago. Uh, there's a few for like 40, a um, few for 20. I don't know. Condition might ma- might change it. I don't know. Well, no, I was just wondering. I'm gonna, I'll look it up later. Maybe I'll share this next week. Uh, how much that Strasburg rookie was when going in '09? It was insane. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be a I look forward to hearing that in, the, in your next podcast. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I'll just refer to my brother, uh, who is a he used to be a big time collector. He's kind of an expert on the subject, so I'll I'll pull up a quote from him, or maybe just record him talking about it and play it on the podcast. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to hearing it. sweet well chase this was so on man thank you for being available on short (laughs) notice i know you only got what two days rest um pitching on two days rest after your team lost a couple (laughs) nights ago yeah but hey look at you going twice in a day (laughs) two outings in one day that's just awesome commitment to to this podcast and to, <laughs> yeah, what, to like, what you love doing it's like 13 years old and it's a tournament in the summer and, <laughs> and I'm you're pitching, playing a round robin yeah and this is like my second game where i'm throwing like four innings <laughs> and lights out vita <laughs> but nonetheless thank you for having me again um obviously love talking football love talking baseball love talking the yankees obviously a, a time um but so Love my teams. Um, go Bills. Go Nationals. <laughs> and uh, for all of you tuning in, be sure to check out all of Vita's others podcasts. Thanks. Especially the AFC East one. <laughs> uh, Chase, before I get you out of here, anything you want to plug on here? Uh, uh, social media handles? You want to just encourage people to keep listening or anything of that nature? Yeah, so I just... Definitely want to encourage people to keep listening. Encourage to stay positive in their everyday life. Um, I think this this podcast brings a lot of positivity if you listen to it, and that's something that uh, I'm sure you you preach. Vita is trying to stay positive throughout the throughout uh, your whichever times are presented in front of you. 
Um, and then I just want to give a quick shout out to my uh, my Discovery Canyon Thunder. We're we're five and one, ranked fourth in three A Colorado football. Woo! Yeah, so we're having a heck of a season. And if you're a fan of high school football, you should definitely follow us because <laughs> we're sure. fixing to make a serious run. When do the playoffs start? Playoffs start in like three weeks. weeks. We have three three more regular season three. games, okay. and then fourth week, so four weeks. So it's going to be exciting. Let's go. Let's go, Thunder. Yeah, preach it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chase. This was a lot of fun, and I'm going to have to have you come on another time soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to, but uh, it's time for me to go get some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Vito. I really appreciate it. So that does it for my conversation with Chase Beebe. Great time talking with him. He did a great job. Coming up on the podcast next week, we will be breaking down this World Series. I should have Chad Vaughrine with me from the Cheap Seats podcast on Apple Podcasts. He does a great job over there. So on KTSU Radio in Fort Worth, Texas, he joined me too break down the trade deadline and he just does an overall great job hopefully having him on with me once again to cover this world series bring in some good analysis in addition to that nba preseason preview season is first game is tonight so it will be after the preseason but we're going to give our season preview i'm going to have tyree thomas with me uh, one of my former classmates from Valdo University, he and I used to do some radio shows together uh, back in the day. Uh, great, great mind. Got a lot of interesting thoughts on the NBA. And if we're lucky, we might have an appearance from the Parker Gatewood, the ninja, formerly, uh, who has joined me a couple of times on this podcast as well. So, Plenty of great content coming out for you guys. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you enjoy my conversation with Leslie Nice of Survivor China. In addition to that, if you would like to, please leave a five-star review and rating on iTunes. It really helps a lot with getting this podcast out to the public. Uh, please subscribe and you will never miss an episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Jack Vita Show. I've got plenty of thoughts there. Love interacting. Please tweet me. Tell me where I was right. Let, remind me of my horrible NFL picks, uh, my earlier bad play, playoff picks that I made a couple weeks ago. Um, talk about how smart Chase is. Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Tweet it at me. Other than that, um, for now, thank you so much for everyone who listened to the podcast today. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Bring the dancing lobsters. <laughs>